Welcome to a special interview episode of Today on Broadway for Tuesday, February 2nd, 2021. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. Welcome to a special interview episode of Today on Broadway for Tuesday, February 2nd, 2021. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. See, see, see what I did there? Because it's Groundhog's Day. Anyway, <laughs> today I'm joined by the delightful and beloved star of stage and screen, Anne Harada. Anne is one of four performers that will be starring in Drew Larimore's virtual play, Smithtown, from the studios of Key West from February 13th through 27th. In this show, she is joined by Michael Urie, Constance Shulman, and Colby Lewis in a play that shines a spotlight on the ways that we communicate and miscommunicate in this rapidly evolving digital era when the rules of conduct change by the minute and loneliness and isolation seem to be the order of the day. Ouch, that hits close to home. Um, I have seen Smithtown and it is very powerful, but is also funny and poignant and a bit heartbreaking at times as well. But I highly, highly recommend it. And of course, we will have the links to how you can get tickets to the show in the show notes and on broadwayradio.com. Anne and I will also be talking about her upcoming musical comedy TV show, Schmigadoon, starring a virtual who's who of stars of stage and screen. She filmed this in Vancouver this past fall and is coming out sometime this year. We talk about when, maybe. It's very exciting. We also talk about what it's like to audition and work during a pandemic and so much more. We start the conversation with Anne telling me how Smithtown came together for its initial run late last year. So without further ado, here's my conversation with the great Anne Harada. It ran before, you know, and I guess they just felt like it, the response was strong enough that they wanted to run it again. I didn't realize that. I, I only heard about it coming up uh, in February. So when did it when did it run before? Because this is with. Um, oh, was, yeah. Tell me the whole backstory then. No, like um, everybody recorded their parts, you know, by themselves, of course, um, isolated over the summer. OK. Um, and then they put it together and I guess it ran some time. I want to say November, maybe. Um and but like you know like it went really well it's it, i think it's it, i think it came off really well considering yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and then uh and then they said oh it was such a success we're going to redo it and i was like okay great so um <laughs> i'm glad that more people are going to get a chance to see it that's really the thing yeah and it's through the um studios of key west the theater studios of key Correct. west um so uh, that might be why maybe as many people didn't hear about it but it's it's really uh, not only is it a great cast with uh, you and michael yuri and colby lewis and constance shulman um but I didn't know what to expect going in. That the tagline is, you know, something powerful and timely around a small university town. But then when you start to see the kind of the humor along with like the seriousness of it, this was a lot more impactful, I think, than than I anticipated going in. But it did feel really timely, not only because, like you said, everyone was isolated and it was all done in these little like Zoom type situations, but just the the content felt painfully uh, of our era. Yeah. It's, it's so, to me, it's like so disturbing. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I think Drew is a really great young writer. I've done other works of his before. And I just, I just think that he really has his finger on the pulse. You know, um, I thought it was a really interesting way to get into this kind of a, a story to make it all from these different perspectives you know, kind of to me showing how 
theoretically, you know, technology is bringing us together, but it's also keeping us further apart. You, yeah. you just can't make the kinds of real connections that you're supposed to, and you don't realize that your individual actions have repercussions. And I just mm-hmm. sort of feel like, you know, that's America right now. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately so, yeah. Yeah, people are in their own heads and they do what they want and they don't realize, oh, then maybe other people will be hurt because of what I'm doing. Boop, boop. Yeah. Well, I mean, and we see that so much right now with everything that's coming in the fallout of the insurrection at the Capitol with everybody streamed everything and they were taught, you know, putting everything on social media and they thought it was a fun moment and to have some clout. And then all of a sudden it, you know, the chickens are coming home to roost. So they say because they were not putting their actions in the greater context of what was happening. They were just rather thinking about it. This is something that I want to do. I'm going to put it out there on social media so other people can see it. And now that's really coming to uh, have serious repercussions for those individuals. Yeah. I mean, I don't feel sorry for them. but No, 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 not at all. But I mean, it's this is very (laughs) much connected to to things that happen in Smithtown. No, of course. I'm interested in how this whole thing works. I'm assuming, since they are all essentially uh, monologues, how does that work for you? Do you just turn on the camera and do it yourself? Obviously, you worked with oh no no, um, no. with the director and all that stuff. Yeah, how how does that process work when you're, you know, doing something that is essentially isolated in front of a camera with nobody else around yet is part of a larger you know group project. Well, this is one of those things where you just have to trust your director. And um, he was so amazing. I Like, uh, of these kinds of Zoom things that sort of get put together real quick, he we actually rehearsed it. You know, like he and I actually rehearsed it over mm-hmm. Zoom. And he told me exactly what he wanted. And he went over, you know, like he wanted, a, you know, a wardrobe and a look and a hair and a thing. And I'm like, oh, dear, okay. <laughs> So they so they sent me away. You know what I mean? It's like they sent me what they yeah, wanted. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he had a real vision. And so we rehearsed it. And so I knew kind of what he was going for. And then when we recorded it, same thing. He was right there, you know, on Great. another device as I'm trying to record on my, you know, that kind of a thing. Yeah. But, but he was absolutely there every step of the way. And I, yeah. and I was really... I was really grateful because I, you know, I read the play, but I hadn't really, I had no, I'd kind of really no idea what the other people were going to be doing. So um, I thought it was super great that somebody was there to kind of like shape bed and. Yeah. And now uh, was that your actual basement? As I couldn't tell if oh, that was. It's my mother-in-law's basement in Cape Cod, which <laughs> okay. is where I was at the time, isolating with my family. Yeah. Um, I wasn't a hundred percent sure if that was a basement or if that was like a Zoom background. So I, I wasn't a hundred percent. That's way too difficult for me. I can be, I cannot do Zoom backgrounds. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's 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 an actual basement. Um, I did a lot of I did a lot of stuff from that basement um, in the summer. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, I mean, you've been pretty busy throughout the past 10 months or whatever of the shutdown. It seems like every time there's a, a, a concert or a benefit or something, um, I know you're doing that. But I, I think you had some other pretty big projects uh, over the past year as well. Right. Well, actually, my biggest doing um, this series for Apple TV called yeah. Schmigadoon. Oh, I'm so excited. Which it. It's so exciting. Um, I I can't like I I actually booked that in that basement. Oh wow! Like my Zoom 
my Zoom callback was in that basement and you can like, and Bernie Chelsea was like, nice ironing board. And I'm like, I'm really sorry. (laughs) So this is, this is the, uh, it's a musical comedy TV show from Cecily Strong. And it's effectively a parody of Brigadoon, but the cast is so many fantastic Broadway people and then just some Saturday Night Live folks. But I mean, it's just everybody in it is like a who's who of incredibly talented folks. And now you filmed that this past fall. You shot it in Vancouver over the fall, right? Yes. So what was that process like? I mean, it's, it's such a great ensemble of, of multi-talented individuals. Well, you know, it was thrilling for me. I'm absolutely the least famous person in the show. And it was so exciting for me to get to work with people like that. Um, Some of whom I had met and, or, you know, knew, but I'd never really worked with anybody, any of them before. So that was really, really fun because, you know, Chris and Chenoweth and I have known each other a long time, but just to say hi, really, we never did a project together. Um, And so it was great to have that experience. Um, You know, and I didn't feel as scared as I would have normally going to a strange town (laughs) because I'm sort of like, well, there's Broadway people. Like we're all going to have the same language. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're all going to know the same people and we're going to, we all know what it is. So that was really great. Um, And I just like, basically it started like, it's like, this is a dream job. I knew that going in and it fulfilled my expectations. I was so so excited and you know it, like it, people are like really Cecily and Keenan not like they're amazing they they really are so good in this yeah yeah the cast is, is Cecily Strong Cecily Strong Keegan Michael Key Alan Cumming Fred Armisen Kristen Chenoweth, with whom you mentioned Aaron Tveit Dove Cameron Ariana DeBose Jaime Camille Jane Krakowski and, and you are the principal cast it is kind of surprising that you haven't worked with Alan or Kristen or, or Aaron or even uh, Jane or Ariana. Like I would have imagined at some point you would have done something with one of them. Oh, well, Jane and I were on an episode of 30 Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Not what I meant, but yeah, that definitely counts. That definitely no, literally, counts. Like, you know, like one day so fast, we never, you know what I mean? It's like, that's not really totally. working no. together. It's, not, it's like being in a rehearsal room for right. weeks and weeks together. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I mean, of course I've done stuff, you know, yeah. and I've done more benefits than anybody with all of those people, but it's like, that doesn't count. It's not like having the process. No. And even this, because it's a TV show, you know, it's like any other TV show. If you're not in a scene with somebody, you just don't see them. So Literally, Jane came and went, and I was like, bye, bye. You know, like she, I never saw her on set. We never interacted. Oh, wow. We're going to take a quick break to talk about our sponsor for this week, ExpressVPN. We've told you before about all of the wonderful things that ExpressVPN can do to help keep your computer safe and secure, but you can also unlock movies and TV shows and for our purposes, virtual performances and film stage performances that are only available in other countries. Whether that is looking for Studio Ghibli films from UK Netflix or watching the entire catalog of Doctor Who on UK Netflix as well, or finding something on the BBC's website, or if they're streaming something of actual live theater in South Korea or or Australia or something like that, 
ExpressVPN lets you change your online location so that you can control where whatever these streaming sites are think you're located. So if they have some sort of geographic limitation, you will still be able to watch that no matter where you are in the world. All you have to do is open the app, select a location, tap one button to connect, and voila, there is whatever program you want to watch, no longer bound by whatever country limitations it might have otherwise. What's also great about ExpressVPN is you can stream in HD without any problems. There's no buffering and no delay, no lag, and it's compatible with whatever device you want to watch your program on, whether it's phone, laptop, smart TV, computer, whatever it is, you can use ExpressVPN. So go to expressvpn.com slash broadwayradio to get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Again, that's expressvpn.com slash broadwayradio. Go visit our friends at ExpressVPN and get your non-geographically constrained streaming on today. All right, now back to our interview with Ann Harada. So do you know, uh, if you're allowed to, if I'm asking things that you're not allowed to say, please feel free to tell me to move oh, on. I but <laughs> I didn't know if, do we know when a release date is or anything um, uh, for the series? All they've said to us is the summer. Okay. So that's good. That's coming I'm, up. Uh, no, I know. I, I have no idea when. I have, you know, nothing. I know nothing. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, that's great. No. So I'm very excited about that and uh, very interested. And in, uh, just that that talent is just I've been so excited since it was announced. And with every announcement of who was going to be a part of it, it just seems like it keeps keeps getting uh, better and better. Um, I did want to bring up one other thing that I I'm assuming was done before the pandemic, but I'm not um, sure you did a, a a music video for a series called The Worst People You Know, which was. Yes, that happened way before the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Well, I watched it and I think people who uh, might have seen you on stage or on, uh, you know, or even on Smash, for example, but like. I was a little taken aback by some of the things that you were singing about in that music video, uh, if I if I have to be honest. But how do you kind of juggle the stuff coming out with things that you're working on um, and trying to, you know, to, to work on new projects? I have to imagine that being an actor at, at this point in time is about as complicated and and unusual as any other time in your career. Well, it's only unusual in that the process of getting work is so weird. Um, you know, obviously everything is tape submission or just yeah. offer. Yeah. And, you know, how good and bad are you on a self-tape? I'm pretty terrible, I think. Um <laughs> I find that but, hard to believe, but I'll take your word but for that's, it. But that's sort of like what the deal is, you know? I mean, and I know people who are great, you know, at it. But I think, like, ultimately, if you're the person, if you're the person that's meant to be, you're going to get it no matter how shitty your tape is or how, you know what I mean? Yeah, oh, yeah. All you have to do is, like, stay in focus and your that your volume is on, really. Um, <laughs> I just, you know, it's frustrating because you want to you want to be better and you want to, and the good thing about self-tape is like, if you don't like it, you can do it over again. But <laughs> yeah. then you get into the, you know, rabbit hole of like, well, how many times am I going to do it? <laughs> maybe yeah. just when as, is enough good enough? as I really get. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, maybe I'm not going to get any better looking or any, you know, more convincing the further I go. So we should just stop. Um, so there's that. Um, in terms of like, to me, stuff comes out when it comes out. I have no control over that. Yeah. 
you know, I had, I had no idea that that um, song was going to come out now. (laughs) (laughs) And I was happy to see it, honestly, because it like, sometimes you just do stuff and you're like, whatever happened to that? And that was honestly so long ago that I had to completely, you know, off my radar. Yeah. So I'm really, I'm really glad it, it surfaced and it's doing really well. I mean, yeah. funnier die was like one of like the most, they liked it so much. I was like, Oh, okay, great. <laughs> they took a poll and it won the poll of like best, whatever it was, best yeah. video, best song. I was like, okay, great. And I think now, especially too, everybody who has content is trying very hard to get it out there. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where it's so, everything is just so upside down and, and everyone, at least maybe not as much now, but at the beginning, everyone who had stuff was like, well, do we wait? Do we see if things kind of go back to normal sooner? And now that this has kind of gone on, now we're getting closer to to a full year. I, I imagine there's a lot of people trying to uh, play the long game of figuring out what to drop when. But um for for you now that we are 10 months uh into this how hard has it been i mean i know you've obviously been working like we said whether it's been with a tv show or with all of the zoom stuff and the, you've done concerts and stuff online but how how hard is it to not have really been able to be on stage um since the pandemic started back in march it's you know i'm kind of a weird bird because i <laughs> you know i was in a show that had to close. I was in Emoji Land off Broadway and we shut down, you know, very abruptly as did everybody else. And, you know, of course I miss that experience so much. I miss having a call time and being with other people and have, you know, telling the story together, all that stuff that everybody misses, you know, I miss it very much, but I'm also like, I also kind of know that like, I'm also not going to be in every Broadway show every year. So (laughs) I don't, worry about it like to me it's like whatever work kind of comes my way I'm happy to do it and like however however that process is so everybody's like oh I just miss being on stage it's like yes I miss being on stage but more importantly I just miss normalness yeah you know I miss seeing people I miss running into people I miss going out for coffee I miss you know kind of like the day-to-day what it is to be an actor in New York that's what I miss I don't you know, I don't flatter myself that like, oh, I'm so in demand and I'm always going to be working. It's like, well, that doesn't really happen to me. <laughs> you know, I feel I feel very lucky to have the jobs that I have, you know, whether they're TV or film or, or, or stage. I love them all. And I'll always love stage because that's kind of like where I belong, I think, where I started and where I feel the most comfortable. And I miss that process very, very much. But it's like, but I would be missing that. <laughs> but I, I would, you know, yeah. I would just be out of work anyway. I would be missing that anyway. I don't know that it's much different. Yeah, for that part of it, obviously, like you said, the other stuff is the is the stuff that you miss the most the the interactions rather than the actual work. Because like, yeah, yeah, with all actors, it especially stage actors, like it, it's not like you go from one job to another with no breaks. There are times when ten months is a, a fairly normal break between stage gigs. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and I'm filling the time exactly the same way, like making self tapes, <laughs> so, like, ugh, you know, hating them and, you know, whatever, that's my day. That's my life. So, um, you know, I feel very lucky that I had a big high profile job that took me away yeah. out of the country for a couple of months and gave me some perspective. Um, I'm so, so glad to be back. 
even though I am nervous about our COVID rates and all of that, you know, I can only hope that a change in the administration will improve things. Yeah. From your mouth Uh, to God's ears there, but I know, right. Oh uh, my God. You should have seen, you should have seen us trying to watch the returns in Canada. uh, In Vancouver. (laughs) Everyone gathered around a TV. Yeah. Yeah. Going out of our minds. Yeah. (laughs) That's Was there a noticeable uh, difference from going from the U S to Canada and how the, the precautions and protocols and stuff were being handled or was it such an isolated set? Everyone was kept so close together that you really didn't know what was happening in the, the wider Vancouver area. Um, as far as we could tell, I mean, I felt like they were, people were very, very good about mask protocol, certainly. Mm-hmm. And there are so many TV shows and films filming in yeah. Canada that already a protocol in place by the time we got there. So, you know, everybody, all the actors test three times a week. And, you know, basically the biggest problem was just trying to find a lab that could turn the things, tests around quickly enough. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because like other shows had had problems with that. And, you know, and then you'd hear about a breakout on another show and everybody had to shut down for a while, but we were fine. And everybody was very, very good. I felt like, you know, we had a COVID team on our set. We were very, they were very strict about keeping our groups separated. Um, it was, lo- it was, it was different from most sets because we as a company were not allowed to socialize very much. Mm. Yeah. You're out of town and it's like, and we don't get to eat lunch together. We don't get to hang out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, you always hear stories about when people are out of town shooting something like that becomes the family. They eat meals together. They hang out after, after shooting at the hotel or whatever. And right. obviously with this kind of stuff, you, you can't, you can't do that. That's really interesting. I hadn't even thought about that aspect. I mean, I would say that by the end of the shoot, I I was able to sort of hang out with my gang at the hotel. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like we were like, let's have a party. It was never like that. <laughs> um, and you kind of wanted it to be, but it just you just couldn't, you know? Yeah. It, it was it was very yeah it was very weird um and and mostly just sort of isolating in terms of like that we just didn't get to hang out with like the ensemble very much yeah hopefully if there's a season two that that is something that you all can do boy then. from your <laughs> lips to god's ears season two i mean honestly i look at season one and i'm like i don't really know how you how you could go on yeah. <laughs> but i'm like but anything's possible god knows yeah well i mean i think with the people involved in this that i would not be surprised that somebody could come up with a compelling way to make that work if they really wanted to so if they really wanted to yeah yeah let's hope they do well i i want to let you go here in a minute but i want to get back to um to smithtown uh, a little bit yeah your character in this is a very unique uh, somebody who runs their own business. I don't want to give too much away, um, but basically right. your job is sending text messages. And I just wondered as I kind of saw this character um, in the 15 minutes or whatever it is of your section uh, kind of play out. Has there ever been a text message that you've gotten kind of out of the blue that really meant something to you that really kind of changed your perspective on things like hopefully the text angel does to her clients? Um, Not a text message per se. No, I don't think so. I just don't. I'm 
I'm still kind of very um, Luddite, you know, um, <laughs> I don't get, I don't get that many messages. <laughs> yeah, between Other that and like, the Zoom do, backgrounds. Do yeah. we need milk at the store? You know, those are the kinds of text messages I don't I get. I don't get anything kind of like life altering. But I do think that for many people, text messages are how they operate, you know. Um yeah. and I just because I'm old and I, I haven't that's not how I roll doesn't mean like it's not completely valid and out there. And I, and again, it's just sort of like, it shows how fragile kind of like these connections are like, you know, one person makes a mistake and it all goes down. There's like no backup system. I don't, I don't know. I just, I just feel like in the olden days when we made phone calls or (laughs) wrote letters, (laughs) that there was something at least a little more tangible about that. But this like texting is so fast or these kinds of uh, messages are so quick that it's just so much easier to make mistakes um, and not and not realize, you know, what the repercussions might be. Yeah. And not just mistakes like typo mistakes, but also mistakes of like like not thinking through the message you're sending, like with a letter. Not only do you have to write it out, then you have to look at it and then I'm going to put it in an envelope and you have the time to think through if this is actually what you want to send. But there's a lot of mistakes made in uh, by the four characters in Smithtown that uh, uh, hopefully could have been avoided with a little thought and a little time. But like you said, that's not the way technology works nowadays. Right. Like you just don't have time, you know, and and people expect you to be quick a quick response or, you know what I mean? Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Like there's no way for anybody to be unreachable now. (laughs) Yeah. And, and that's really hard. It's, you know, I think, Mm. um, I know there's definitely times when I would like to be unreachable, (laughs) but I feel like somebody's always, somebody's got my phone number. Somebody's got, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I do. I think there's a, I think, there's a cautionary tale in this, in this story. And I also think that there's kind of like, a you know, please pay attention to other people kind of message. Well, and that, that other people that whoever, whomever you're sending these messages to, there is a human being on the other side of those messages. And I think that's what Correct. often gets lost in technology when you're just seeing it as little words on a screen. And that's, you know, where we said the, the speed of a text message is what differs from a letter. The lack of interaction, like direct interaction, is what differs from a phone call, is that you forget that you're talking to somebody who has emotions and feelings and their own stuff going on that you can just type something out and hit send. And the 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 potential re- repercussions don't really cross your mind because you're just talking to a phone. It's not a real right. person. Sometimes I feel that way, like on Twitter, um, yeah. when people gang up on somebody you know, for whatever reason. And you just want to go like, you don't know what that person is going through right now. You know what I mean? It's like, maybe the, yes, maybe they made a mistake or whatever, but you, there's no need to get so like, you know, let's all gang up on this one mistake somebody made because you don't really know where their head is or, or what's going on in their lives. 
Yeah, it's one thing that's really kind of gotten to me over the past, I think, probably four years, to be honest with you, where it's just like the need to go after people who make good faith mistakes. If it's somebody who is doing something maliciously, I guess that's a a different thing. But just somebody who makes a mistake and who is trying to do the right thing or trying to be a good person and we kind of pile on them for not being perfect. Like those are the things that bother me. Um, I mean, maybe not the most because the people who are malicious probably bother me more. But, you know, I mean, it's like the people who just make a mistake and we don't give them any grace. We don't have any compassion that that really uh, that really bothers me a lot. And I think it's amplified over the past four years when everybody's got their talons out ready to pounce whenever they see an opening. No, absolutely. You know, we just as a society, we're just much less, you know, tolerant or uh able to to give that kind of understanding to each other and you know and maybe it's the way we've been treated too yeah (laughs) you know um i think we've all been going through had had so much heaped on us in the last few years that i think people are just less able to be compassionate um but we've got to we've got to get over that um if we're going to move ahead yeah. Well, let's end this um, being compassionate and being um, excited for other individuals, because like I said, in addition to you, there are three fantastic actors uh, in oh. in Smithtown. Can you obviously you didn't work with them directly. This is another similar yeah. thing where you don't interact <laughs> with the all. with the ensemble. But uh, I'm sure at this point you've seen it. So can you just kind of give folks who uh, are thinking about watching this February 13th through the 27th about just the unbelievable caliber of, of your co-stars in Smithtown? Oh, I just thought everybody was brilliant. I mean, Connie Shulman broke my heart. I thought her performance was so extraordinary. Yeah. You know, uh, Michael Urie is always a genius. Like, so good. Like, he's so good, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's great. Um, and, and, and so charming that you kind of just go with it, even like, as you can see, like how crazy it is. (laughs) (laughs) And it is crazy. Yeah. And it's completely crazy, you know? Um, and I've never met, uh, the young man who, uh, plays Colby. I've never met him. I just think he's wonderful. Like just so believable and so, uh, charming and again, I think I think for us as actors, I think this is what we're trying to do is like to make these characters completely believable and you you that you can understand where we're coming from, even if what we're doing is not yeah. <laughs> always the smartest. Yeah. It 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 really was a, a fantastic uh, group of four people doing their own thing, but in this really kind of symbiotic way where it just felt like the connections between the four monologues um, was really natural and really authentic. It felt like you said, it felt believable. Everybody felt lived in, which I I'm sure is difficult giving the, the, the constraints that a process like this has to go through in 2020 or whatever that it, or hopefully not too much longer into 2021, but it, it, it really felt like a cohesive piece, which I'm, I'm sure is not the easiest thing to achieve in a zoom reading. Well, again, you know, you have to give it over to the writer and to the director. Totally. Yeah. Um, Stephen Kitsagos and Drew. I just think I just think his script is so painful and beautiful. Um, you know, I don't I don't necessarily think Smithtown is like a walk in the park, but I don't. <laughs> but I think it's enjoyable. And you know what I mean? Because it's not. Yeah. It's not like let's feel good, everybody. You know, it no. really is not that. 
but it, I think it's worthwhile and it's, and it's funny. There's, there's funny things in it. Um, but it's, it's intense. Yeah. Well, it is, it is definitely something that I think, uh, will resonate with a lot of folks and hopefully will remind people of the humanity of others that we oftentimes forget too often, uh, in today's technology saturated world. But, um, right. Right. And thank you so much for talking about this and, 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 and Schmigadoon and everything else that you have going on. I'm always delighted when I get to see you, whether it's on stage or on screen, whether that's TV or computer. Um, so hopefully we will continue to see more of that and very much looking forward to uh, hopefully after things get back to normal, like you said, we can uh, hopefully see see you doing something uh, on stage again uh, in the very near future. If I even remember how. <laughs> I think I think we're all kind of like, I wonder if I can do that again. It's been yeah. a really long time. Well, it's like I see some of these be, some of these benefit concerts or whatever, and someone's saying, this is the first time I'm saying in eight months. I hope I don't crack, you know? And I know that you all <laughs> are talented and, and pros and you've warmed up and practiced and all this stuff, but it's like you forget that like those are muscles that people haven't been really having the opportunity to flex in a long time. Oh my God. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so it's very weird. 